Welcome to another episode of Life in Commune. To all of our Spotify, Apple, and in general podcast listeners out there, of course, thank you so much for tuning in. If you could rate the podcast before we begin, we would greatly appreciate it. We have new episodes coming out every week, and we have new classes dropping every single day on our online studio, communeyogastudio.com. And hopefully soon you'll be able to practice this with us in person at our space in Seattle, Commune Yoga. With that being said, let's hop into this week's episode about teacher training. All right, Joe, we have gotten a lot of questions this week around teacher training programs, mainly I think because we have one coming up in about a week, depending on when you're listening to this. It starts May 17th, mm-hmm. and the Alives officially start 21st. May 21st. All right, look at my guy on schedule. I was just going to throw out a random day, but you are I'm on, on top of the top for of the it. people. Hey, <laughs> respect. Uh, yeah, so depending on when you're listening to this, you could be like, oh, wow, teacher training starts soon, or it could be well past the <laughs> uh, the threshold for this training. But we have one coming up, and it's a online training, and so we've gotten a lot of questions around teacher training programs, and so we thought outside of just talking about ours, we'd want to like talk about, you know, how we got to this point and in teacher trainings in general, and, you know, just kind of sharing some information and insights into people that have taken a number of teacher different teacher training programs and also people that have run a number of different teacher training programs so well and the process of teacher training is such I think it's it needs a lot of demystification of what it means to do a teacher training why you might do one who offers them where can you find them what are they good for you know especially in the online world too there's just a lot to sort through right there's a lot and and anyone who's done teacher trainings there's such a wide array of types of things that you can learn and experiences you can have that it's almost like comparing apples to oranges sometimes when you're talking about the different courses and, and ways that you could just like continue your journey as a yoga practitioner. I feel like when you begin the search for a teacher training program now, it's almost like just walking into a library. Yeah, or a mean? food or, court. Or, or, or maybe like, a blockbuster video if you're feeling yes. that vibe. <laughs> Mine was a shut down blockbuster video. Did you guys have blockbuster? Was oh, that yeah. 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 No, but I was going to say. Was there like a local Oklahoma one? We had Hollywood videos. Oh, we had Hollywood. Yeah, we had Hollywood. Oh, yeah. We still have one. I think we have one of the oldest rental video shops here in Seattle that's still open. I'm pretty sure either Scarecrow or Rain City Video is still open in Ballard. Scarecrow is open in. Like on Roosevelt? On Roosevelt, yeah. I don't I was know if that one University. still is. But yeah, Scarecrow or Rain City. Are the signs think. are on the door and there's still videos yeah. in how the store. How long do you rent? Do you use like a dollar for a month? Like how do you stay? Like what are the prices? What are people going to pay to rent? I have, is it the I novelty think, of it? I think if you have those obscure titles that you can't yeah. get online, like you can't, there are certain movies that you can't buy on or buy or rent on Apple not or Amazon. They're not, yeah, they're not digital. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're in those obscure movies. Mm-hmm. And so if you have those like those cult classics, I think you have like, you know, eight versions of probably like Rocky Horror Picture Show or something like well, that. Well, uh, like my brother is really into, he's like a horror movie buff. So yeah. for Christmas one year, I wanted to get him these like a couple obscure Italian horror movies. And it was like, where the hell am I going to get these things? Like you had to, you had to find the VHS or whatever. I, I can't remember now, but because you can't buy a digital copy of it. Yeah. Um, or even or like, if you're trying to watch like the eighth cut of Blade Runner, the original version. True. You know even the Miyazaki movies weren't on anything digital. You couldn't buy them at all. Now they're on. Oh gosh, what are they on now that we have? Because Harvey Code. But I have all like the Blu-rays and DVDs of like Totoro and stuff because they weren't. There was no digital copies. I will say I feel that Blu-ray is a somewhat suspect product. I feel like they only work about thirty to forty percent of the time. Yeah, that's true. This is actually not that terrible of a ramble because I think that looking for yoga teacher trainings is a bit like sifting through niche whatever animes or Italian horror films or, or whatever. whatever type of movie. Whatever you're type into, of movie you like. Movie, because movie store. thinking about, you know, the, people often think, especially if you're newer to the world of yoga or to like the physical asana side of yoga, that a teacher training course is a lot like a personal trainer certification course. What is it? Is it NASM? N-A-S-M? Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Yeah, is the, the national. Are you both n- that? I was, no. I was stuff for a while. I went down to the Cooper Institute in Dallas. That was yeah. a big one. That yeah. Too. It, it's, people think it's the same, right? They mm-hmm. think that Yoga Alliance is the same as getting that kind of certification as, you know, because there are programs like Yoga Fit and Beachbody and those kinds of things that I think there's crossover. And so from a mainstream perspective, you think it's the same. I also but think it's you're not doing, until you dig sorry into to cut you off, I also think you're doing, a, in 
in the general public size, I also think you're doing a somewhat similar job. Yes, that's what I mean. Is it, From the outside, it seems like that, but you have to dig into that niche. Like You have to go into Blockbuster and like go to the, the other specialty corners to figure out what the heck is happening in a yoga teacher training. You have to kind of be bought in to understand what you're looking for, because otherwise it's sifting through a lot. Yeah, not only are you sifting through a lot, but there's so many programs now, and there's so many different ways to train that I think it can be very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even back when we were doing our, I guess, uh, not our first teacher training, but the one we'll talk about today, um, the, there weren't that many going on. No, there you weren't know, there that really, many there options. Weren't, there weren't that many options. Like the, the option that we that we did, which we'll, we'll talk about very soon, um, was like digestible in format and in time commitment mm-hmm. for us. And that's really what we were looking for. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting to uh, notice how it's all evolved because essentially every studio offers their own form of a teacher training now. And I think there's some benefits to that but I also and there's also obviously some drawbacks but one of the best things about it to me is that you can actually f- kind of fit the group size that you're looking for in your learning environment yeah you can find a version of teacher training and now do I think that you should pick your version of teacher training necessarily on like some of the bazillions of options you have now? Maybe not necessarily, but it is like, okay, you could spend a month in Bali. You could go to like India. You funnel. could do it online. You could spend three years doing it. If it feels like you're in a funnel, that's an approach. Or that's, all, that's also like a, a sign. Yeah, that's opinion. also information <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, about it's, what it's kind of training of you're sorts. joining. Yeah. But you could, you could spend three years, right? Like to do a full Iyengar certification. It takes years and years and years to go through the Iyengar Institute, things like that. There's all these different approaches. You can do weekend trainings, um, which makes it more digestible for people to figure out how to fit into their lives when they have jobs and kids and things that, are, that require them to be present. Um, but it also means you look at it and you're like, well, is one better than the other? How do I know what I should choose? Like, yeah. I think the thing well, that before be we get before we get into any of this, let's take one step back. CJ, how did you make the leap? What was your um, what was your you know your defining moment when you're like, you know what, I'm gonna do a yoga teacher training? Uh, like what? Which one did I like? How did I choose the one I did? Or no, what just made like me what, just decide. Yeah, like, so like one day you were sitting at your house. Uh, I think I was debating a tattoo. Uh, no. <laughs> at that time, no, I don't think I debated. I just got it. <laughs> there was not a lot of debate about it. Um, I would say for me, I'm tr- I'm honestly like I know I've gotten the question before, but like I still am like kind of thinking like really was that the way? I I honestly think it was. I started to practice quite a bit and I wanted to learn more about just the practice and I think that was honestly uh, I had a couple friends who were interested in maybe getting one too and I enjoyed the practice and I enjoyed being in front of people I was already doing like personal training and stuff like that so I was like oh like you know it could be something to add to my uh, repertoire I also got uh, paddleboard certified at some point. Like I got a lot of weird, just like, just like straight up. Like, yeah, I went to a paddleboard paddle certification course because <laughs> uh, the Oklahoma <laughs> city, little, little backstory, Oklahoma yeah. city has like one of the most phenomenal river sports. Like people come train Olympic really? rowers come mm-hmm. train in wow. Oklahoma city. Like, yeah. on our canal that's mm-hmm. man-made and disgusting. I was like, I didn't know you guys had a canal. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a man-made, uh, I don't know if I'd jump in the water. Um, Do, Shelby, have you ever taken a dip in the canal? I have not. Um, not no, I <laughs> but you know what I'm talking so, about. Yes, I know. The canal, is that what kind of, does it link to the Oklahoma River, though? I don't know. I didn't think that it actually linked together, but I wasn't actually aware that it was man-made either. <laughs> I think it was. how much I know, but I do know that it's very, I very much so. used. Uh, we'll get corrected if for some reason in the comments. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I'd, I'd say that, that like I just was, at that point in my life, I honestly, I was like, I, I like, I'm, I enjoy leading things. I enjoy the fit, like fitness side of stuff and what else is going to get me into the door? Like what else could, mm-hmm. I think I was also working at a, um, a big fitness center that was owned by a uh, oil and gas company and I was like oh I could also teach yoga like oh, so you were yeah. looking for like certifications yep. and things to I teach. was looking for yeah. certifications so, for so sure. you're pretty like traditional route for somebody that's in personal training mm-hmm. in general to get a yoga certification yes I was like, very into like the human anatomy got, was getting yeah. my masters and all this stuff science and I was just like oh that's this awesome. is just another kind of like avenue to mm-hmm. check off mm-hmm. yeah. and then that turned into that what just it is. spiraled yeah. to here yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Did you ever teach, I have to ask you, did you ever teach some paddleboard yoga classes? Like, so, did you teach so, very many? Because that's super big. In a so check, like, so check this out. This wow. wasn't, yeah, it is big. I actually didn't, I, I've taught one paddleboard yoga. My cert was actually to teach people the technique. To, I thought about maybe even racing them because I saw this one <laughs> guy. There's this, <laughs> there's this one guy. Uh, I can't even remember his name now. But he's like, uh, he's like in a professional. Like they go through speed and stuff like that. I thought this could have been a calling. Dude, would you have to do music or standing? Standing. But but the Dude. only class I taught, I did teach one paddleboard yoga class, and we didn't stand up at all because I was terrified to fall. <laughs> yeah. Everything was knees down. You have to commit. You How many people fall. are going to a paddleboard race? That is that is a parents and girlfriends a paddleboard only race? crowd. So another like stat is just like most of the people doing professional paddleboarding lived in like coastal places yeah. <laughs> not Oklahoma City <laughs> <laughs> doing it like shock, San Diego like, I'm pretty sure Paddle Fit it's a company I don't even know if they're still around anymore uh, but I'm pretty sure they're based out of like San Diego and I'm just like <laughs> this was another thing I uh yeah, I worked at, and that got me a job at the boathouse, and I also, yeah. like, I worked there for, like, it's, like, I got some random oh my stories. God. Can but you anyways. imagine doing paddleboard, paddle, what is it called, sup yoga? Sup yoga. Sup yoga here on Lake Union with, like, the seaplanes landing. <laughs> kind of dope. The funniest thing was, chaos. the funniest yeah. thing was, like, you, you, or you rented it, you rented, you, like, you paid for the class, which got you the rented paddleboard, and the funniest thing is, you paddled for, like, 30 minutes out. So you're actually kind of having fun with your friends. And the yoga's like 20 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes. And then yeah. you paddle back in. So it's like you're literally paying to paddle and then do kind of yoga. But who's really – like I don't – One of our, like friend, one of our friends in San Diego was a, a paddleboard yoga Again, instructor. Again, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, <laughs> and when we were down there teaching a workshop one time, uh, we had kind of a similar thing. where like we went to her class and she was awesome. But we – no but about her. We paddled out, the exact same mm-hmm. thing you're saying, 20 minutes to mm-hmm. kind of paddle to the right spot where it's going to be like relatively flat. It was like mm-hmm. 10 minutes to even down. get people organized. Hey, everyone, yeah, please turn up. this yeah. way. Stop floating into yeah. each other. <laughs> I mean, and then once we once we like got organized, uh, the only thing I tried to do the whole time in class was just not crawling off the board. It was terrible. <laughs> it was cold, I, too. Also, it was cold it was that day. Cold. You know, San Diego's like a little foggy, a little colder than you think it's going to be and sometimes. It was evening. It was evening, and I was just being like, please don't fall in, please don't fall in, please don't fall in. I was stressed the whole time. It was the <laughs> least like honed in, focused, drishty yoga experience ever. I was just like, I'm gonna be honest. It's not fun. Shit. Don't eat shit. I like. Don't I wouldn't shit. teach it again. If you're like, hey, will you teach a class? No. Like, I'm not about it. It's so not this fun. Summer, we can't anticipate. It's not any. fun. It's. I just no. I'm not about he's, it. He's, CJ's not a, a sup yoga guy. We took one, I think, in Singapore. This is, we're getting so off topic, too. And all I remember when we took the one in Singapore was that there was all those shipping containers. Or, like, not the we ships. We took one in Singapore? We definitely did. We definitely did. I, I trust you. I can't believe I you. Trust you. You usually have such a sharper memory no, for I remember restaurants and delicious food, yeah. like, really well. Yeah. <laughs> that just trumps. I don't remember that, but I remember the the shipping containers in Singapore for sure. Looking out of the coast and seeing endless shipping containers, endless it's wild. Yeah, or ships carrying endless shipping containers. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally Cargo remember ships. that. Um, yeah. Okay. So this is totally a normal route, to be honest. Of yeah. uh, of finding your way into teaching. People like movement. They like physical activity. Personal trainers, things like that. And then as you get more into it, you find some niche that maybe you're more interested, in, and you think, well, I could teach that too. That's a very normal route, I think. Jeeves, yeah. what about you? Oh, don't jump yourself. Why? I just felt like I was facilitating there. (laughs) (laughs) Chevy, go for it. Um, So for me, I just happened to be in a time in my life where I was just looking to get out of Oklahoma. (laughs) I was like, hmm. So I like pondered. And I actually think when I was thinking about this, I forgot about, I had signed up for my first training. It was all through Google. I found these all through Google. And I found one because a friend of mine, a friend of mine and I were going to the Bahamas, um, Long Island, Bahamas. It's this little bitty island. And we were gonna be there for like a week and a half, and we were like, well, why don't you know we just stop off in Nassau and we'll just do our training there for you know like four weeks or whatever? <laughs> well, that was just so not. I don't think the choice for me personally. <laughs> I think that it could have been for many, but they. I started looking into it, and it looked a little too. Um, I don't want to be disrespectful, but like cultish to me, like in a way, like they were making you do. Everyone did the same thing all the time. They had to wear the same attire everywhere they went. And, you know, and I was, like, coming off the beach vibes, like, wanting to wear my bikini and, like, you know, or, like, my yoga clothes and my pants. And they were, like, that's not allowed. You cannot do that. You cannot do this. They had morning chanting, you know, every day and all this stuff. I was, like, I didn't even look at the itinerary before. 
were signing up for this, and I was like, I'm not sure if I'm fully committed to doing something so immersive in that way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was looking for something, I guess, more asana-focused or just more simple in, in its mindset approach, because I didn't really know much about yoga at all at that point in my life. Um, but I had been practicing for a year and a half and went back to Google because I canceled that training. I called him and I said I had like an injury and was like, I'm sorry, I like. Jeez, you're the bane of my email admin. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was that person. I was like, oh Day God, before. I already signed up. It was, it was like within the week. I was like, I already signed up. And, you know, I got this really bad injury and I like can't make it. Can I please? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a refund? Bailed. Get out of a refund. Get out of here. <laughs> that was me. It was totally me. I'm, I'm don't sorry. be Shelby. <laughs> don't be me. Yeah, don't be me. You have to commit. Just commit to it and just go for the experience. I, I will I say so that. Mad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, it's great. I actually think you're, uh, a point you make, which is really important, um, about finding the program that's right for you at the mm -hmm. given time mm -hmm. is really, really valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, so, like, like you're saying, the experience that you decided to not attend <laughs> um, was m maybe a little bit too involved for you at the mm -hmm. time. And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Like there's nothing right. wrong with admitting that. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's easy to get, you know, caught up in like, oh, my yoga teacher training has to be this. Yeah. When I'll tell you this, just from running our online trainings, our online trainings are significantly more controlled than our in-person trainings because our in-person trainings are so much more predicated on the who shows up who shows up who's applied and, who's there yeah who's there and where they're at in their process mm -hmm. and um and kind of how the group mixes together in mm -hmm. that in that capacity um whereas like our online training like the curriculum is very set mm -hmm. and everybody moves through the same curriculum and I think that creates, you know, a different learning environment. Yeah. You know, one is much more responsive to the group um, present. And then the, another one is much more about, you know, working your way through content because you have a period of time. I mean, because we do everything, when we do our things in person, everything is an intensive. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's really just, you know, working with that group. Whereas online, what people have between eight weeks and six months to do the course. So it's like, hey, work at your own pace. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good point though, because much like the yoga practice, which because it has this this spirituality lifestyle part to it, once people realize it's more than asana, then often they want it to like be everything. And I think the same thing happens with teacher training. Is it's like okay, I'm going to do this teacher training, and you know, often you jump into a teacher training or you're researching it, and it comes from a place a little bit of naivety, like depending on where you're at in your process. And we don't really know what a teacher training means, right? 200 hours is not that much time. The first level of teacher training, this foundational level, it's arbitrary, you know, the 200 hour yoga alliance training thing, but that's kind of the, like, let's call it industry standard, the accepted standard, but that's just not that much time, right? So depending on where you're at in your process, how you can actually, how that time is spent and what type of discipline, what lineage, what style of yoga you're learning, that 200 hours is gonna be spent really differently. And so I think it's part of the thing is you just, if you're young in the process of figuring out what teacher training looks like for you, if, you feel, if, you're even, if it's even a thing that you're ready for, right? Whether you want to learn more, whether you really want to learn to teach a group in-person class, whether you just want to like understand the practice of yoga, all of those things are gonna necessitate a different type of training. Mm -hmm. So it's like figuring out what are you looking for? Like mm -hmm. you figuring out through trial and error, mm -hmm. okay, this isn't where I'm at right now in my process. I mean, and so I, I need a training that's like, at the level of what I'm looking to do right now as yeah. a, a, a foray into things. Mm -hmm. I'd say like I was just super beginner, you know, I just was like in a place where I could take that leap of like going to an immerse or not. And that all the trainings in Oklahoma, most of them are all like nine month programs where you go on weekends. I think CJ actually did one similar to this. And so it was one of those things where I was like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to like still live my life and then still do teacher <laughs> training. I like wanted to go just be involved and then take that for what it was and then be able to apply it if, or not. And, and this one, like I said, I, was like, I wasn't really sure what I was looking for, but once I actually got a peek and actually did a little bit of like sliver of research, not just signing up for it blindly, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I just don't know if I'm that, I'm just there yet. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not sure I wanna learn all about the lineage mm -hmm. and all about the history. And I do know that it is very important. And I think that that's like a teeter into it, but I didn't really see much asana on the like thing at mm -hmm. all. It was like, there was none of that. It was mostly very reg regimented and like, certain different things that we had to do in groups. And I just was very confused on a lot of it and was like, I'm not sure. This feels like a little bit over my head and a little bit too much for me at this current moment of what I'm trying mm -hmm. to look for. Well, and in Oklahoma, 
it's asana-focused practices. Yeah. There's very, very, yeah, yeah. And there's very, very, sure. very few studios that introduce anything else. Mm -hmm. It right. is workout asana yoga. That's mm -hmm. just, it was what it was at mm -hmm. the time. So I understand, like, you're like, oh, I want to teach yoga. Well, I'm looking to do a lot of asana because in Oklahoma, that's what's talked about. A lot mm -hmm. of the um, cultural things just were, I mean, living in the Bible Belt, it just mm -hmm. a lot of things conflicted for totally. people. So I think mm -hmm. that that was uh, knowing what your audience is is another kind of mm -hmm. big thing. Yeah. I, oh, sorry, go for it. No, I was just going to say, but what really just like I decided to do that was just because I, did, I think I went a little around the question about choosing your training. But what just what made me want to even do the training was just like I did enjoy yoga enough as a practitioner to want to learn more about the practice and like some little grain of it. Like so I understood like what I was doing when I was in the rooms because half the time I was blindly just moving through places. Mm -hmm. And I was realizing I was doing chaturangas wrong and all these things like hurting myself, leaving, feeling worse and feeling better, but still like intrigued enough to feel interested to kind of like take on the approach of like whatever and I just thought maybe you know I liked movement I've always loved loved movement I was like I think it'd be cool if one day I could teach this you know teach something and yoga was very something that I related to and actually really enjoyed um, the way it came into my life organically and how it unfolded and how I just came almost obsessed with it and just wanted to like dive in to find something deeper that's awesome yeah Carly what's yours well I forgot the question how did I decide I want to do a training Is that yeah. where we're at? Mm -hmm. yeah so well I knew that I wanted to teach. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't sure. I, I, and I kind of, you know, Patrick and I at this point, we were already sort of sharing the practice in small groups and things like that, you know, in a pretty non-formal way. Um, but I kind of knew I wanted to teach, but I'm a person who likes that structure. So I really wanted the experience, the credentialing, the the teaching behind it. Like I wanted to sit in a room with a teacher with someone who knew more than me and learn from them. I wanted to be there and like, okay, explain this to me tell like I wanted someone else to like help me stoke the curiosity and like dive into things because um you know especially where we were at where I was at in my practice at that point the world was really here in Seattle at the time it was very Baptiste focused Baptiste power yoga um and Bikram those were kind of the main lineages there's a few multidisciplinary studios but the bulk of like what your what was most prominent were those two styles and you know, as much as I had done those two styles, neither of those resonated enough that I wanted to dive into those and learn from those. They weren't, they weren't the thing. And so it took some searching to find teachers that really spoke to me and then to ask them. I mean, Patrick and I went to teachers that we were really inspired by the time and said, who did you train from? Like, who did you learn from? How can we, how can we follow this path? What would it take? Who would you recommend? And we followed their recommendation um, as places to start, even though it wasn't local. We, we ended up going down and training um, with Annie Carpenter down in LA at the time, um, like during the super heyday of LA yoga when it was like Annie and Sean Korn and Shiva Ray and Eric Schiffman and just like, it, it was, was big energy. It was wild. It was I mean, for energy. us, it was like, I felt like- Shiva brought a tiger to class one day. <laughs> Really, or is that just like an LA myth? Dude, I feel like she brought. I don't know if class. that's. She definitely like didn't she, bring one like while we were there. I feel like she brought a tiger. Okay, to she could have. I wouldn't put it past her, but I just feel like we got dropped. I just, it was such a cool experience to get dropped into the middle of this expansive world of yoga that I didn't even really have a grasp on that existed. Like, I didn't know. We, I, we did our class observations in our first training. Like, we were observing Eric Schiffman classes and Sean Korn classes and things like that. That felt wild to be a fly on the wall and be learning from those people in a like in an environment that I just didn't even know existed at the capacity that did during this time during like the early 2000s in LA. Yeah, I mean I just remember that one thing that I know is true cuz I witnessed it. Not the tiger. Not the tiger. Okay, not uh, the tiger. <laughs> but uh, was Sean's class being so crowded that people were practicing in the lobby and on the on street the sidewalk. on the sidewalk. Yeah. On, so on they the... opened the doors and people were practicing uh -huh. on the sidewalk. And I thought that was wild. Um, and this is a huge studio. It's, huge, it's a huge studio too. It's a big room, and so um, to see that was was inspiring, and it, it was like it, it was gravitating, right? It was it made it was something that you wanted to be a part of in a way. I feel like this is a word that's like frowned upon right now, but it felt infectious. Yeah, <laughs> like the energy going down there because we came, you know, our community up here was just so so dug into those Baptiste those styles to go to a place where everyone was teaching their in their their own devotion to whatever lineage they've taught. Like this, during the time, this studio was kind of like, there was just, there was a lot of, let's call it like powerhouses teaching there and the whole community was really bought in. So everyone who was practicing was an enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like for us, 
we always felt a little bit like we were on the outside looking in. And so teacher training felt like also a little pull for community to be around like-minded people and teachers that really could understand us. It really us. mattered to the people there. It really mattered to the people there. So I remember going and just feeling like the energy in the rooms and well, people really care. Like, oh, we can just take a class that's pranayama and meditation. And there's 65 people that want to come to a just pranayama meditation class mm -hmm. on a Saturday morning. And there's 65, 70 people. And I just think that was powerful to see that there was a wider, bigger community that, that I didn't really know existed that spoke to us, to what we wanted to do. I think that in Seattle at that time, it was a lot of do in the yoga. Mm -hmm. Like, you do this. Yes. Because doesn't That's matter. So important. Doesn't matter. Do. Yeah. Evolve by doing. Mm -hmm. Which is actually, when you look back at things, like a legitimate process. And, and pretty and, true and, to form. And for, pretty true to form and, and pretty true to yoga in, in a lot of ways, right? Um, and I think at that time, we were looking for more of a how and a why. Yeah. And that didn't really exist here, but it existed with a lot of the yoga in Los Angeles at that mm -hmm. time. Um, and the only reason I'm saying at that time, the only reason Carling is saying at that yeah. time is because we were just very involved with it then, um, and we knew a lot about it, and so I just don't know a lot about it currently mm -hmm. in the same way. Like, I know a lot more, obviously, about Seattle yoga because that's what we're... Well, and seasons just change. Seasons, you know what I mean? Change, People go all, different all places, I'm is, I'm just, so, I'm just and studios going out. Like, that studio doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, that is true. Like that. that that community hub doesn't yeah. exist anymore. But I think the thing, when, why we chose that training was we were looking for the, the how and the why mm -hmm. and and different ways to structure things or different ways to think about things. And it was very eye-opening in a lot of ways. I mean, we were already certified when we went to this training, certified as a loose, a loose. We had our first 200 hour, teacher, first trainings, 200 hour teacher training, but much like in this conversation, there's a lot to, to sort through. And so I, I actually saw a great conversation on, on Bonnie's Instagram recently about wanting our 200 hours to answer every question you've ever had about yoga or leaving a 200 hour and being like, but I don't know everything. Well, like, Duh, you don't know. You spent 200 hours studying a discipline that's centuries old. And so, yeah. you know, there's only so every, every program focuses on what it can focus on. And some do a, a better job than others. And I would say that going to our second 200 with Annie was a real expansion into like, oh, you really can learn a lot in a 200. It just ha didn't happen in our first one. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason that I decided to go to teacher training or like what made me wanted was really again just those to like teaching those classes to people or just like sharing the practice I really enjoyed it and so I wanted to be able to do it better like I wanted to be able to have some um, something behind what I was doing like what I was doing was what I knew but I didn't there wasn't a depth to it and so I wanted to add a depth to it I wanted to add a basis of information and while it's hilarious to think of the, some of the things that I learned and some of the things that I taught to be a basis of information, at least it was a starting point. And so no matter what you're learning right now, whether you're in a program or about to start one, just it's a starting point. And that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a really wonderful thing to have, irregardless of how your process evolves over time. Mm -hmm. Because without that starting point, you never begin the race. Without, you never begin the learning process. You never begin the growth. And so, you know, we all really start from the same spot, kind of no matter what. And I think that's so interesting because it helps um, just bring perspective to to whatever you're working towards. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so how did you make the choice, CJ? What 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 was the uh, what was the reason that the specific place you? I'd went say to? you know we were talking about Blockbuster earlier and all the you know the millions and millions of aisles and rows. Just think of mine like editing your search to you type in yoga and then your map of Oklahoma, boom, three. So, <laughs> so literally, literally, you either want to learn Hatha. You want to learn Ashtanga, and I think my friend Des was maybe doing hers at the time. I don't, I, or maybe it was, uh, I didn't really know Des until later, so she could have been doing one. But literally, there was just like, these are the ones. So he, I don't even remember even one, so I know that you're very, you're very true to say that there was, our options were very limited. Like, very, very, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I'm sure Tulsa and mm -hmm. some of these random ass places had some too. Uh, but the main places were, because I needed to drive. I wanted to have, and that's the beautiful thing about an online um, platform as well, is just like you could choose, you can like be able to, oh, I don't have to go travel, or if you don't have the uh, 
the time, energy, funds for like going to spend, you know, a whole month someplace or different things. So I was like, all right, I want someplace close. Um, Cause kind of like how you said, I enjoy sharing movement. I've, I've taught classes um, that weren't necessarily yoga, but I really enjoyed people moving in space. So I was like, all right. And so I looked at those and I went to one or two Ashtanga classes. I might've even went to a Mysore and I looked around, I was like, man, these people are not my people. They can just do things that I just can't. I felt frustrated. You didn't see yourself. No, I, I was just like, my body doesn't move this way. Uh, I, I, I don't know how they don't break my knee right now doing this <laughs> X, Y, and Z. Uh, so I was just like, that's just, I get it, but it was just wasn't, um, wasn't, it wasn't accept or uh, approachable for me. So I was like, all right, Hatha. Well, took one of Becca's classes, the, the lady that... Um, led my teacher training. It was beautiful. It was slow. It was controlled. <laughs> it was like right up my pace. And um, so she was super awesome and it fit my schedule. And to be honest, now that I look back on it, it was such a, for someone who didn't necessarily know very much about um, yoga, it was a really good intro to like, hey, you're gonna, if you're wanting to really expand yourself, you're going to do more trainings and you need to do more trainings. This shouldn't be your end all be all. But uh, I felt that I was able to grasp kind of like a surface level of things. And so that for me, it had a good balance of, of things that I want. And that was at a pace that I wanted. They kind of joke about her because she was like the yoga guru for like old people. And so I was just like, hey, they're tight. I'm tight. You know, we can, we can tied together. We can be tied together. And so, um, so it was very approachable to me. So that was, uh, that was important. And so I actually, and I got to meet the, meet her and like talk with her. So that was back through when you were able to meet people and talk to people. <laughs> um, but that was, that was it for me. Carly. I feel like I jumped the gun a little bit on this, but, uh, I chose the program because at the time, there were a couple teachers that um, that I just felt like, like CJ was saying, that I finally saw myself in. There was yeah. one particular woman teacher who I took a workshop from her, and she wasn't from Seattle. She was visiting from L.A., and I she walked in the room, and she was strong as all hell, but it was like she had boobs, and she had legs, and she was strong and confident, and I just remember looking at her and being like, I could do this. Like, she doesn't – she's not this – teeny tiny opposite of mine my first ashtanga cannot do this ashtanga body i remember looking at her and being like i can do this like she gave me confidence to feel like this is a practice that i can inhabit and i can enjoy and like could work for me and i just i feel like i remember seeing myself in her which you know in retrospect i didn't really know anything about i was just taking a workshop you know you project yourself onto them but i remember seeing that and feeling like this could be a thing that 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 feels like right in my life for whatever reason um and so I uh, went to, to her and her husband at the time and, and asked, who did you train with? Who are your teachers? How can we learn more? Because at the time, they weren't offering a teacher training, which is so funny because at the time, I would we would have jumped right on their programming if they had it. Um, but so we went from them, like teacher's teacher, and learned. Um, and, you know, at the time, I didn't know anything. There wasn't online classes. So I knew, you know, they, they told us, I think, I think that we messaged them on Facebook and said, Hey guys, who who should we train with? What should we do? We can't find a program here that we like. And I signed up right away. I called the studio, signed up, and we're like, but at the time it was like you had to wait. It wasn't till the summer. So I was sitting at my desk, I put in my PTO for the summer and, and used saved up all my vacation to do the program uh, at the end of the year so that we could just do it. And it was just like it wasn't it wasn't the same instant gratification now of online where you're like, cool, I'm gonna do a program tomorrow, which is great because you can be excited and go for it. But um, it was it it just, I don't know, it felt right. And then I, I, I just went for it. I didn't really have any experience. I remember filling out the questionnaire with the studio and saying, you know, how did you choose to train with Annie? And I was like, Krista said it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like Krista. Krista said she learned from you. You know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. trust the word, trusted mm -hmm. teachers that, that spoke to me. I just remember because we took so many, uh, and the teachers Carling is referencing is uh, Krista Cahill. And oh, Brock yeah, Cahill. I wasn't trying to be, yeah. like, um, <laughs> ambiguous. Yeah, they're, they're both. Um, very genuine and, and nice people, and mm -hmm. Brock does amazing stuff for um, ocean conservation. Mm -hmm. And if you ever want to look any of that up, um, the teacher in many ways. Yeah, yeah, um, he's heavily involved in all the shark water documentaries. Mm -hmm. um, he's a really wonderful person. Um, but uh, I just remember 
the, at the time, they were teaching like the literally the hardest classes you could ever find in reality, space and time. Like they're just sheerly impossible. And you're doing tons of poses and tons of handstands and tons of core work. And then the first class with Annie, we did three poses. The first day with Annie, we yeah. literally did Tadasana and Plank, the whole. I'll never forget Annie walking up to uh, three poses. Three poses to three poses. To another Lesser. student next to me. And, and she was trying to get her to, to articulate her toes, to spread her toes yeah. uh, and something. And I remember her looking at Ashka and going, you're going to need to get control over those toes by the end of this training. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, get your toes going, Carling. Which y'all can probably still feel gym. that in my mobility <laughs> classes now. Yeah. But yeah, it was totally not what I thought we were getting into based on all of our experience with Brock and Krista. Yeah, but you could feel the foundations. You of could, it. you could, as the process evolved, totally you could start you to it. see a lot of the pieces. Uh -huh. But it was <laughs> just as, just as everything is like, it's an iteration of the source, mm -hmm. and, which is wonderful. Um, Sheebs, how'd you find it? Google. Uh, Google. So I went back to the drawing board after it's like a whole year later, I think, passed from the one I told you previously because I'd also jumped the gun. But I think it was like this, that was in December and it wasn't until I was able to then resurface back on like the summer after. Um, and I looked at some trainings and again, I was looking for something that was immersive, something that I could go to and just get lost in. I wanted a four week intensive. And to be honest, the first one, I did the same thing as I asked my current teacher at the time. Um, and she did yoga medicine. And I was like, oh, I think that would be really great because oh. I love anatomy. It was Ashley, thanks. Oh. And of course. She, she did, did yoga she, medicine? She did yoga medicine, oh. yeah. So Shout she was like, Ashley. oh, um, I did yoga medicine. I think it's great. You know, I'd practice with Tiffany and all this great things. And I was like, cool. So I looked up that training. And at the time, I think that it was like a little bit out of my price range. And it was like they, they separated the training in a way where you'd go for a little bit and you'd do the training. And then it was like another intensive, another like it was blocked out where it was a couple weeks at one time, you have space, then it's like another trip, but they were both trips to two different places. It was like, yeah. you either go to like the Bahamas and then you go to Costa Rica. And it's like, well, I can't, I didn't need two vacations or two, you know, two <laughs> different places to go to. And so it's like, it was doubled the cost. And so I was like, well, this is not gonna work. Um, so I went back and I just literally found Yoga Works and I saw that there was tons of different trainings. You could literally go through, they had like little drop boxes of like, do you want to do this? Or what time do you want to do? Or do you want to do an immersion? Do you want to go mm -hmm. away? They have so many options. And I was like, I have no idea. I want something that's like a sooner. So like <laughs> I looked at something that was in the next couple months and it was like two months away and it was like fit. I was like, oh, that's great. I could do two months away, like fantastic. And happened to be in November. And um, yeah, it was immersive training in Santa Monica with Yoga Works. Um, and it was, it was great. It was just like, it was a baseline I'd say for it. I feel like it kind of hit all my pillars of what I was just trying to kind of step into like a baseline of learning more about yoga, like taking a few cues so I could maybe teach it at one time, like just to, and even apply to my own body. I was like, I really don't really know much about like a warrior one. Like what are my hips supposed to be doing? Where are my feet supposed to be? Like what's actually the goal of this pose? Cause that I really- Fast forward a long time and we've canceled that posture. <laughs> <laughs> Did the, so I know. I, did you know what's funny is I I actually found PNC um, online like two months into my TT, so like I literally my practicum was like one of Patrick's YouTube videos <laughs> <laughs> that I literally wrote down everything that he did and just did it my own way. And people were amped about it. I'm like, Respect. yeah, Respect. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah, it was. It was great. I still have some friends even from that training community-wise like that I've met up with across the United States at different times in life. And so, yeah, it was a, it was a really great just baseline, I would say. And I didn't yeah. even do a practicum. I think we actually taught Warrior One was my pose. <laughs> that was my practicum. In my, my first 200, Warrior yeah. One was my practicum pose. Yeah, and I like was and like... And you practiced it so Oh, God, much. I practiced yeah. it so oh many God. times for 24 straight hours after I got it. I mean, Warrior I, One? Yeah. When was the last time you'd done a Warrior One? Oh I literally had to give you... <laughs> <laughs> At least, I don't think I've taught a warrior one in Ever. two years since the last time I went back and saw Annie, maybe. <laughs> like, that was a lot longer than that. A ago. lot longer, three, four, five years ago. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I practiced. I was so nervous. Our practicums was just, you just taught one pose. Mm -hmm. And you got up, and then you sat down, like and you got feedback to like 70, six, 70 people. people. And you got feedback right, right after you yeah. Oh, you go, they ring, the, Tiffany would ring the bell when, you're, when your five Shame. minutes were up. and you yeah. Shame. <laughs> And then you go sit down on a little sheepskin next to Annie. And it was like, you know, Annie's just got this, she's got this demeanor where she is both sweet and just a frickin' sniper at the same time. And you're like, 
don't know which way this is going to go. <laughs> but I'm going to sit right here. I'm going to take it like a champ in front of all 75 people. And, you know, it's, it, it is a different. It, we run our practicums and our training is very different than that. But it is, man, it really is an experience of, like, putting your feet to the fire. Like, just, okay, you got to get up there and just do it and see how it goes. And I truly, honestly, as silly as it sounds, I remember her exact feedback that she gave to me in that training. And I, 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 I remember the feedback she gave you. Yeah, I like, remember I remember mine. it. And I remember feeling both pride and shame. <laughs> like, shame. I think I remember her telling me that I was, tell, I was talking about rotation, uh, external rotation in the arms. And I set it backwards. Like, wrap the triceps this way. I've said it this way. And I'm Ten like, lashes. Dang it. <laughs> and then she asked me, she was like, this is really the first time you've done this in this way? You felt like you've taught before. And I was like, my little heart. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, like, praise from teacher. Um. Yeah, God, that was that was gut wrenching. That was hard. Those practicums, the first ones. To have this, I think every practicum is challenging. Yes, first one or not, first one first or a million. One, Doing a practicum one. now for all of us is mm-hmm. weird. Did you feel comfortable talking in front of people? Because I think that's the only difference. Because no one knows really what yeah. they're quite what they're doing. It's like you either feel comfortable talking in front of people. Or you don't. Or you don't. Yeah, the first one I did. Honestly, I felt good. I don't think you had to always feel comfortable because I haven't always felt comfortable talking in front of people. Let's be honest. No, I'm not saying you do no. have to. I'm no. just saying it's just either something that you do feel you do. the first time or you don't feel. Oh yeah, I knew right from there. I was I was sweating bullets before I even sat. <laughs> like before like I knew I was like eighth in row and I was sweating before we sat down. Like number one was going and I was like, okay, I got eight people before I gotta like you know like rubber my hands like before I gotta teach this warrior one. I'm Remember your cues feet and like, you know, big toe and heel aligned, like all these things to draw your front ribs forward. Like I had like these cues memorized and I just kept replaying them in my mind. Like, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna say these cues, I'm gonna teach them how to do that one pose and then sit back down <laughs> and now I'm a teacher. <laughs> it was uh, so scary, scary. I do think though that you, again, you bring up another good point, which is that even if you feel nervous that first time and maybe you feel nervous that 101st time mm-hmm. out teaching or a thousandth and first time out mm-hmm. teaching and or like it's something you have to like build yourself up to maybe almost every time mm-hmm. out like there's nothing wrong with that and then there's many people that have taught for their whole careers that have, that have those similar feelings so don't let it limit you and it mm-hmm. hasn't limited you mm-hmm. at all like totally. you you work your way through it every mm-hmm. single time and that's totally. awesome because it's not um, it's not something that holds you back, mm-hmm. you know, and it's easily something that could. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like f- really inspiring and empowering for, for people to like remember. It's like if you could just get the engine running, you just yeah. get a little mm-hmm. bit of footing, then it kind of takes care of itself. It's like the first five minutes, sometimes I'm still like, God, God, I don't know what I'm saying, what is going <laughs> on. But then it's like when you get in a zone, you get in a rhythm, and you know what you're, you're loving to teach. And you what believe you're what, you're to gonna you what you're going to say. Then it's like, okay, now it feels a little bit more smooth. And then it goes by, and you're like, I don't know how it went, but it felt great. You know, <laughs> it's cool, it's done, it's over, and whatever. But. Um, that just reminds me of uh, when Carly and I were traveling and teaching a lot, but I was the main teacher mm-hmm. um, and Carling was like supporting me and coming along for the trips and assisting and like doing a ton tons of stuff but you just weren't the main person on the workshop and so every once in a while like every seven or eight weeks you would have uh, it would be a co thing and so you'd have your own workshops and we'd have to do like 48 hours of just like like I, I uh, you, 48 you, hours you, of like a Tony you, Robbins style pump you, up, like get me on a trampoline. Like you could do this, Carling. Yes. You got it. This is you know what you're doing. You're a good teacher, and I'm like under the covers in a hotel. Yeah, like, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Just lay there, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Just cancel it. Buy me a ticket home. I got a flight over Perth tomorrow. I got an injury. I'm not gonna be able injury. to make it. I'm gonna have to cancel this workshop. I got this injury. <laughs> Can I get my money back? <laughs> Maybe you should just go teach it. They don't want me there. My name's not on the flyer. Honestly, <laughs> it is. Your name's on the workshop. Oh, I guess I do have to go then. <laughs> yeah, you'll be okay. And then literally three minutes into class, like, no big deal. Three minutes literally. in, I was like, all right, y'all, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. In my power. Um, yeah, I, I deal with nerves all the time. Yeah. I, I, it's my, it's, I think it's both of our process. I do, too. <laughs> I agree. It's just part of the need. process. Yeah. Like, I need it. For teacher training for me, helped me. It helped me kind of wrap my head around what kind of process I needed. Like, I needed structure. Teacher training, the first one really taught me how to structure a class, what it meant to teach a class, how to be confident in what I'm offering. Because for me, that's what helped me feel like, like, I knew I had a lot to share. I knew I wanted to teach. I knew I felt good when I was teaching, but there was so much leading up to it that 
it was difficult for me. And teacher training gave me a lot of structure to put behind that, that gave me something to fall back on. Like I left teacher training feeling like, at least through the system and the teacher that, that I learned with that I really consider like my foundational teacher, with a system that made sense in my head and that I could employ to my students. And it felt like not only did it give me tools to teach better, because now I had this container to teach from, but it also, I could see it working with my students. Like I could see the, the lead up, the approach, I could see it making sense to them in the same way it made sense to me. And so that made it easier to feel confident in what I was teaching. It helped a lot. The $200 teacher training, there's so much that it like, no matter what training you're doing, you know, you're absorbing so much in the moment that half of it, hopefully less than half, <laughs> is gonna fall out of your head, mm -hmm. right? So you absorb what you can absorb, but that's one thing that I think I've always carried with me that really made a huge impact and gave me a lot of confidence as a teacher to follow the path, was to feel like I had this container to teach from that really worked. Did you teach while you were getting certified or before, or did you, did you, or just kind of like, like a, um, formal class. Did you teach it all? We were teaching before the Annie training because we'd already done. A but before your two hundred, we'd well, we'd already kind of done a training. So, we'd right? done like an online training. Before online trainings were what they are now. Let's yeah. say that to like get in. We had done an we did, we had done an online two hundred hour teacher mm -hmm. training yes. before doing Annie's training mm -hmm. because we were, were, like, I was getting kicked out of class all the time for doing the handstand yoga stuff, and people were then asking me to teach them. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, we need to learn some things. Yes. <laughs> and because we like, were teaching, we were just put, also we were just looking for community. Like I yeah, said, I think it's 100%. why I have such fond memories of teacher training, despite it being a very challenging process and challenging time, because it just felt like we were actually in community for the first time. Like you and I were, were putting things on YouTube and, and trying to create global community via YouTube and Facebook and, and social media in whatever form it was more than a decade ago, which was a pretty primitive form when I think about some of the stuff. Um, but we were just trying to find ways as like an outlet to do mm -hmm. more yoga, to learn more. Like we were trying to absorb everything we could. And I yep, feel like that 100%. Annie training was the first like formal expression of that mm -hmm. as opposed to everything else, you know? And so I would say along with that, we weren't teaching formally, but we were like teaching mm -hmm. any way we could. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whatever mm -hmm. that meant at the time. But, but not until after that training did I feel the confidence to formally teach class. Uh -huh. Like a full, well- It was really helpful for creating structure. It made mm -hmm. a huge difference, yeah. It gave me a lot of confidence and backbone to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. It gave me a system yeah. to exist within. A, a system that wasn't just A's, B's, and then do whatever you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> and mm -hmm. anything else. Which I think was the first training, and really a lot of trainings um, mm -hmm. in, in some capacity. Uh, what else do you guys remember from your first trainings? Like what, what takeaways? What do you remember? What, what are like takeaways? Like things you learned, funny things that happened? Um, you can go I'll, first. I'll go first, sure. Um, some of the things I feel like I took away, I don't feel like I took away as much as I feel like you did say that you like with the foundation because I still was like, I felt like I left and was like, I think I need like two months for this to like digest into my mind to see if I know how to go out and even just take foot on the ground. Um, but... I did find a high interest in, which I still actually, to be honest, haven't really dived more into, um, but like Patty Quintero, she was really awesome and she shared like a glimpse of like into the light of prenatal yoga, like very, very sliver. And it was like, oh, it kind of opened like a window because I had no one day in my life I might become pregnant and like want to have a child and what that looks like for the majority of women in the world and how that they can still come and approach the practice. Um, and so I found like that little sequel to be very, very interesting in mine. Um, and as well as I'd say just, I don't know, like I, I learned basic foundations and I built community, um, but I'm trying to remember like the more of the majority of the other things I learned, I picked up cues. I feel like cues, cause I didn't really know like again, how to coach someone into the posture. Like I just tell them warrior one, you just do that. You just put, you know, you just two <laughs> inhale. Boat. I don't know what's hard one. about putting your right? foot here. We have so many students that do this exact same thing. Like in their first, when they first start teaching, like, uh -huh. yeah, warrior one. Oh yeah. You ask people, you, you're like, okay, teach the warrior series. They're like warrior two. Get there. Yeah. All right. Breathe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think I picked up like little nuggets of that for sure of like, how can I lead someone into uh -huh. a posture? I yeah. feel like that was one of the biggest takeaways I did because we didn't, like I said, in our practicum teach more than just a posture. And even when we broke into small groups, it was only ever a posture. It was mm -hmm. never more than like sinking them together. And so I 
by God and I knew how to like at least lead someone into a place of yeah. somewhere like whether it be Tadasana like Tadasana no like step to the top of your mat hands by your side like mm-hmm. you know like find a drishti or a soft gaze so like I picked up little nuggets on like where to take people to to get them into mm-hmm. a posture rather than just naming the pose and say go there <laughs> you know so I'd say those are the biggest little nuggets I took away which are crucial and foundational mm-hmm. points backtracking I'd say for me um, my training was not an intensive and mine was the first weekend of the month and it ran from February to November and she had a continuing. So you could start, anyone could start. Oh. So if you if say I started in February, every February module is the same, March, April, May, and you start whichever, if you want, mm. if I started in February, you could start in April and we're both doing April's, uh, Oh. April's module and so yeah. December and January December and January were both makeup months oh interesting and then so February is one weekend mm-hmm. and uh again that's something that I was looking f- uh forward to to where I could space it out because it's a lot it's mm-hmm. just it's a lot to digest um especially coming from someone who was I wasn't closed-minded by any ways, but I had a focus of, hey, I'm doing this so I can add more repertoire to my classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say for me, though, uh, Becca in- introduced um, the lady who taught uh, at, I believe it's called Yoga Life, uh, who led my teacher training, was so good at using props and adju- mm-hmm. and like modifications. And I think for me, I can, I feel very, very comfortable teaching to anyone in the room and I think a lot of that had to do with me really knowing how to modify for tight people and people who can't really move very well and then my sports background and fitness background well I know how to ramp it up like I can I can ramp it up with the best of them but it's like learning to I felt like really controlled oh you can't do it this way well hey here's the modification because you know what I gotta use it yeah too. here's 10 more mm-hmm. options yep and so actually it was a very basic um, and not basic in a bad way, but a basic Hatha um, certification. We learned about postures and we went through, um, you know, just kind of broke them down. What are some w- other ways to do them, modifications, uh, and like I said, different things like that. So those would be the biggest things that I remember taking away from. Nice. What about you, PB? Uh, I think the biggest things that I took away was, well, a, a few things. One that I knew more than I thought thought I did mm-hmm. like I remember being in the very first uh big circle when we were just talking through sun salutations yeah. and I was like oh my goodness I'll never learn this and then I was and then like two days later I was like wait I already know this and it, it's just like the it was just like got a lot of realizations like that um and just that that how expansive the practice was and um I think it really opened up uh so many doors to not only how you can teach, but what um, what yoga is and what it can be, and and I think that the the training brought so much structure to uh, to creating class. Very similar to what you said. Like it just Annie's very good with structure, mm-hmm. and it's something that you can always respect and appreciate um, about what she offers. There's very much a method to it, and. Um, uh, the more I practice and the longer I am in this space, the more I respect and appreciate methods because mm-hmm. there's an intention to a method. Mm-hmm. And um, a method means something. A method has a purpose. And when something has a purpose, you can create results around that. And results aren't just like, you know, getting a six-pack or doing the splits or something like that. But there's a, there's a true development and transformation that comes along with the person both physically mentally and spiritually and I think that's um, something that was really inspiring to me so I think those would probably be the best I agree with that method comment because it makes you feel like you're on a path yeah which ultimately I think is what most of us who end up in yoga whether it's from like looking at personal training or looking on Google or whatever it is or, or you're already somewhere down the path but wanting to feel like there is some path that you were following like mm-hmm. If everything is free form, then it's really easy to get lost along the way. And so, you know, the guidance, the principles, the methodology behind it, I think having that structure, that container, whatever style it is, like it's not that it it has to be any one or the other, but I do think it's nice to have parameters, right? It's a lot, I don't want to go too deep into it, but like we think about the paths of manifestation and liberation that like we need that structure, that, that 
almost like the barrier so that we then have a place to channel our energy, our focus to, to draw it all in. And so having a training, something that gives you just a path to start on, because like it's not going to be everything. And you know, you leave any training you do, no matter what level it is. I leave trainings now still where I'm like, oh God, you look back at your notes and you're like, did I learn that? What was yeah. I writing? What was that about? Okay. And it's like, then two months later, something sparks. And you're like, oh, that was the thing. I remember this from training. Like it doesn't all integrate at once, but if you feel like you have steps down a path, something to follow, then you can kind of keep yourself going. Do you know what I mean? Rather than just like getting dumped into that blockbuster full of like endless titles. And you're like, well, for fuck's sake, I don't know what's next. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that the method makes a big difference. Whatever method you find that resonates with you. Cause there's a there, lot to choose from, but there's one for everyone. Yeah. There's like a path, a teacher, a method that that will work for everyone. But I do think just like Shelby looking at the one that wasn't for her, that you have to figure out what it is. Did you have a lot of males in your TTs? Because there were no male influences in Oklahoma outside of Ashtanga. And I was one of the few male yoga instructors that I, do you remember any other, like, like the OG? Not many. There, like it was a very, very limited male crowd. Um, I wouldn't say there are many male yoga teachers that I took from here. There definitely were some in LA, LA. and there was also a lot more. It was just more versed. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was, was more pretty diverse. balanced. Not bal. I mean, balance is relative in the modern yoga world. But I, I feel in like Annie's training. Compared uh, no, to no, I meant here in Seattle at the time. I feel like we had a, a, a decent amount of male teachers. Yeah, I guess I just don't really... Maybe, and I can't speak to whether or not they resonated to you or anything like that. I just remember taking from male teachers. I, I, I definitely um, remember taking from male teachers. I just don't think that they were the same as the people that were influencing me yes. and exciting and, me. Exci in same, yeah, and, and drawing in the you same into capacity. the practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And our training, I think it was... Uh, I feel like there was there was not... There were some, but yeah, not Yeah, you were many. maybe one of five. Yeah, there was much... There's many more males in our trainings, mm -hmm. I yes. would say. Yeah, there's now. very... And I think, that's, I think that speaks to not only what we offer, but also to um, to yoga evolving and growing mm -hmm. and more men getting involved, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, all right, last thing to close it off. Uh, recommendations for choosing a TT. Like if you had one to two recommendations for making a choice now, what would you say to somebody? So like not, not, being, not being specific. So like mine would be um, take like do a training with somebody that you really like and like you really like the style that they mm -hmm. teach or their method again because i'm really into the method of things um you know like immerse yourself in their experience beforehand so that you kind of know what you're getting into like mm -hmm. i think the the last thing you want and honestly from someone that runs tt's uh, the last thing that the person running the training wants is to have somebody there that doesn't know what they're getting into. Mm -hmm. you, or this, it doesn't work, resonate, it doesn't, it doesn't, what, yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. it's not for them, it's not for you, them. it's not a match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's hard as a teacher and it's hard as a student. Yeah, it's, it's hard on both ends. And yeah. so that's, that, like my biggest recommendation is just like immerse yourself mm -hmm. as best you can online or in person with a teacher that you want to train with. And if that resonates with you, then I, that's how I would recommend taking mm -hmm. the program. Yeah. And maybe it's not your first program. Maybe you take something that's local because you're again, you're just trying mm -hmm. to get your starting point. You're like, hey, I'm not to that point yet, but I'm to get my starting point going. You do something smaller and then you build yourself kind of up to the places you want to go. But I think it's really important to, you know, like do your research a little bit and, and try to get yourself as involved in, in the offering from that teacher as much as you can. Yeah. I just think it's so much, there's so many more options for that now than there ever has been before. Oh, completely. You can take a class with a teacher from across the world, like many of you guys do with us, you know? And so, Thanks for being part of the crew. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're here listening to this, you've probably already done some, a, a decent amount of immersing yourself with the style of yoga that we teach. Um, and so, like a lot of us said that we just kind of jumped into things without knowing. And that's part of it is because the, 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 what's the word for the culture of it just wasn't there. Like there mm -hmm. wasn't the availability, there wasn't the online presence to just see if a teacher resonated and sometimes you might have been pleasantly surprised like we were and other times you may not have been so pleasantly surprised with yeah. what you signed up for so I agree that would that was going to be mine as well is to just do your research make sure that the that it's not going to be your ultimate everything and just like the practice you're going to hopefully keep doing it for the rest of your life and so 
you can glean something new from every training, every class, every teacher you study with. But if you're going to dive into something, like it's a, it's a big commitment in terms of your time and your dedication and your brain space. Like if you're going to dedicate six months of your life or an immersive experience to something, I just want to know as a teacher too, I want to know that like you want to be a part of it, that you're mm-hmm. in it, that you're excited, that you want to be part. Like I don't need you to be head over heels happy every day because that's not the practice, but I want you to feel like this is something I want to be a part of. I want to learn this. I'm enthusiastic. I'm curious. Like I want you to be curious about it. So I think that's important. Like just doing it for doing its sake, I, I think that's, that's harder as a student to stay committed with. Uh, yeah, just finding an intention that you can align with. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes with the things that you guys said, I think it's a lot easier now in yeah. this current world to like find a community or a teacher that you might be able to follow and take from and then be like, oh, I like their style. Maybe do they do trainings? Um, but there's not always that like avenue, I would say, to like be able to go to our online platform and just be able to practice. And so I would say there's just so much, there's a plethora more of information online too now that like I think that you get a better idea of who your teachers are. Like I don't even think I looked up my teachers at all like before showing up. I just was like, oh, I'm going to do the training and I'm there. And here we are. And But I think that it, had I maybe in hindsight just looked back to see like, oh, well, who, who am I going to study with? Like. Mm-hmm this person, this person, and like, what do they do? What kind of styles do they teach? How do they, I think that that could be, you know, in that way. So even if I couldn't have practiced, I had an idea of like what they do or what kind of yoga they teach in, in general at all. And so, and then with the, uh, wrapping it back with aligning with your intention, like if you do want to do an immersive training, I think it's important to be like, well, why do you want to do the immersive training? I want to do it because I wanted to focus my brain and attention strictly on yoga and like learning to be that sponge, to be very curious on what I could take away from it versus like maybe you're going because you want to, you know, you want to do this immersion because, you know, the time fits, but you're also looking for a vacation, you know, or you want to look for something like that. So I think just finding an intention behind like your why you're wanting to do the training that you're doing also and making sure it just kind of lines up. Like, do you want to learn this or do you want to learn that? Or do you like the teachers that you're doing? So um, I think if you go into it just because like, oh, I think this could be cool. I mean, great. You'll see what you learn. But I think if you're like very intentional with how you go into the training, you're going to be learning more and you'll be you're benefiting yourself I think more in that way yeah it's like what what do you <clears throat> what's important to you um there's so much more to offer than just the asana and I think that's why um yoga is so subjective and mm-hmm. personal is because you can really take it your learning experience mm-hmm. to what you want it to be and like you said what do you have honest time for and if you're I say this because I, I personally did it definitely at times in my 200 hours. Sometimes if you're just wrapped around, again, especially be coming from someone who would get certs, obviously. I got a fucking paddleboard cert. Like, you're, you're kind of Respect just looking paddle, to bro. get the check. If you guys want to learn, I'll teach you the proper <laughs> so funny man what a wild ride uh but it's bro, just when we went paddleboarding the few random times that we did i didn't get any of these hot tips from I know, you. i'm still a little bit and now i'm a little bit bummed about it i'm just thinking about when i we think it was one of those things Lake i think Austin. that was also early in the cert to where i'm like when the fuck am i gonna use this like <laughs> to, to be honest i used it because i got a job at the boathouse but the boathouse job that i got was literally i was a like a camp counselor for like two months <laughs> Just <laughs> back to my <coughs> a blast. I know, right? Uh, making sure that you have time for, but like, uh, if you're looking to just get the check mark, you're meaning that if you're wanting, hey, did I pass or fail? Mm-hmm. That that's just you're not gonna learn that much out of that. That's an awesome it's point. It's just yeah. like if you're just looking to pass and fail, like. It's easy to pass. It's hard to actually gain something out of mm-hmm. it if you're not going to commit to what's going on or commit to, again, I think that's why a method is important because like, oh, this is why, like the cognitive of why. And I think that is really tough for people going into it. It's like, hey, I'm just going to check it off and mm-hmm. get it. But I feel like you miss out on learning opportunities. Yeah. That's the hardest part as a teacher trainer. As a I, teacher yeah, is, I, I think that's that, one of the most challenging things is that is when that shows up because it's very it's natural obvious, and it's, it's really normal but it's hard to when it's such when it's just what you do and you're so immersed in it and and it's not black and white and and sometimes people who want certs for every good reason they want a black and white answer and you're mm-hmm. like well it depends mm-hmm. yeah and, yep. and that's a tough no, it's, yeah, it's true I, 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 I think I, being really honest about why you know why you wanted your training makes a big difference like i'll speak to patrick and i's training um, and then leave you with a few details about the training that's coming up is just that you know 
if you've been practicing with us on commune online, you kind of have a glimpse into what we do, but you also know that like there's a lot of exploration, there's curiosity, that, but there's also dedication and ritual and focus. And like our training, while it is both, I think, approachable and intended for many different types of people and bodies and people along the path, it's also serious business, right? It, it is a training and we, we expect a lot out of our students and we expect out of a lot of ourselves as teachers as well. And so um, it's one of those things that, you know, like, we, we don't want you to necessarily be there for a vacation. I want you to be there to be excited about the practice and really dedicated to it as well. Oh, yeah, completely. And I, I also really think that, um, you know, just piggybacking off the thing, the two things, the last two things, my goodness, sometimes sentences, sentences <laughs> escape me if I haven't said anything for a little bit. Um, piggybacking off the two things that you both just said, in any teacher training program that I've seen or been a part of, it's easy to pass, it's hard to fail, learning is available learning a lot takes work mm -hmm. and it so does. effort and work effort and work um one of the goal biggest goals of our trainings as carling said is to to have you go through something like we believe growth comes through limitation and that you'll start somewhere in one of our trainings and by the end of it you will be somewhere else and that is the goal and sometimes when you're going through that type of a process it's mentally challenging, physically challenging, spiritually challenging. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to show up for yourself every day um, as honestly as you possibly can and, um, and show up for others too because, you know, there is a community aspect to any training and there's definitely a community aspect to ours. And so the more that you can, you know, kind of feed off the energy of the collective and give to the energy of the mm -hmm. collective, there's a real space to thrive. But there's also the reality that, again, you're going through the process of something and you need to acknowledge that because um, it's it's learning and mm -hmm. learning isn't always easy. So it's kind of like acknowledging the student that you were, you know, in your grade school, elementary school, high school, middle school days. and. Mm -hmm deciding if that student needs to uh, get a step up in there, <laughs> you know. How they're going to show up yeah, now. Yeah, how they're going to show up and, and, and just learning to evolve and grow. So um, obviously I strongly, strongly believe in every single program that we do because it's, you know, they're all tested and we've worked through them in so many different ways. Um, but I also don't believe that our programs are for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'll be the first one to tell you that. So I really believe that, you know, finding the right method and finding the right program for you is, is going to help you find the success and the experience that you're looking for. I think saying the experience is probably better. Finding the experience that you're looking for um, where you can really thrive and you can really find a home within yourself and within your practice. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, y'all. Good episode. Thank you all so much for tuning in, and uh, we will catch you next time. Peace.